Hello, welcome, three, two, one. Deep breath, prepare your lungs, your mouth, your vocal cords, your taste buds, everything good about you. Take it, prepare it, visualize it, the sip. The almighty sip on the holy day, thank God. It's Tuesday. That's right. We are back with another episode of the Botanista Podcast. Sipping a Miller Light. Am I right? ASMR, some people call it. Some other people just call it my routine. But listen, nobody asked me, but my car is like a public park. Carry in, carry out, bitches. I don't want any of your leftovers, your gum wrappers, your water bottles, your jean jackets, whatever you bring in to my vehicle. You take it out, you put it where it needs to go, okay? I'm feeling that lesson a lot in my life lately. Just take care of your shit. Everything has a place. Everything has a place and I have so many more. Nobody asked me buts. Just waiting to be saved particularly for the men in our lives and all the places that they think things go, but they truly don't, I will start by saying I do. I have the most pristine car I can think of. I don't let anything linger in there. Maybe every once in a while, something that I need to return takes me a couple days or weeks to get to the store. Otherwise, I am a one-trip wonder when it comes to bringing things in from my car, whether it's groceries, my laptop, items from a weekend away, ooh, a little foreshadowing, what did I do this past weekend? I don't wanna leave anything in there. I wanna be able to roll up, to be completely honest, part of it is car wash driven. I wanna be able to roll up to a car wash if I need the inside done, which I am shedding like a mother effer right now. I've lost so much hair, my black interior, My blonde locks are all over the car. I want to be able to roll up into a Hoffman car wash and have them clean my car without me moving frames from Marshalls, old sweatshirts, a spare makeup bag, my laptop charger. No, 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 no. Bring all that in. Find its rightful place in your home and your life will be so much more organized and put together in girls. That is what we strive to do every damn week. As we chase Friday and make it to the weekend and sip the day away. I am so pleased to be back in my yellow chair. I got to be honest though, I'm having a little hard time getting comfortable in this chair. It's the Facebook Marketplace chair that I almost had a unanimous amount of yes votes to buying. However, it's starting to become my signature setup here at the Buttonista podcast very quickly, which I'm worried about. Did I commit too soon? The color, quite bold, doesn't always go with the Instagram grid. This space, quite small. I'm in my bedroom here. I do not have a master bedroom in the house that I currently own. So to my left, my stage right, things are a little messy. We're still coming off the weekend here. As I mentioned, the men in our lives don't have always that female-focused mentality to put things away. But I'm trying to center myself, not physically because I'm leaning on one side of the chair, but I'm trying to figure out how I can improve this setup to make it my signature. And every freaking week when I need to record a show, hopefully you're going to find me right here. Of course, my other faux pas, 
was that I wore my lack of color hat today. So hat hair, headphones on. Can't really be concerned about my appearance. I did some crying today, which we are going to get to in a later part of the show. But obviously, I kicked things off with my one and only Miller Lite. I just want to remind you, that is the beer that headlines this show. They make all the sip breaks, all of the buttonista content possible through their support. And I love this beer like I love my dog. Like I love everything that I want to hold near and dear in my life. This is my signature. It's my brand. It just fits me, right? I'm pretty much always wearing either a sweatsuit, a matching set, or a denim jumpsuit. If I see a denim jumpsuit on Rent the Runway, on the rack somewhere, sale or otherwise, I'm trying it, I'm buying it, I'm wearing it. And I'm getting slipped a note. You have to be kidding me. I, You need my keys in my wallet for what? What do we need my keys in my wallet for? Hold on one second. Pardon the interruption. This is what happens when you record in your bedroom. What do you need my keys in my wallet for? Your keys in your wallet. Okay, wonderful. See, girls, if things just went where they needed to go, the keys in the wallet would not be in the bedroom, right? They would be as close to the front door as possible. They, I understand men don't have purses. They don't have a collective spot to hold their belongings. But I got to admit, that was actually pretty cute. My boyfriend just slipped a note under my door in real time while I was recording, asking me for his belongings that are underneath the TV stand. Okay, let's let him defend himself. I got undressed in there. I took my things out of my pocket so you don't wash them because I'm notorious for not checking and emptying pockets before I put them in the wash. So, okay, fine. Pardon the distraction. Where did I leave off? We started with Miller Lite. Um, I think we were talking about my denim jumpsuit and why I love them so much. Um, This one, though, it's a little top-heavy. The bottom is a perfect jean jacket. I mean, jean jacket. Jesus Christ, I left three jean jackets in Jack's car, which is why he's going to complain about my carry-in, carry-out line. He also swears I left a water bottle in his car recently empty, which if I did, A, I apologize, and B, the public park rule applies to my car, not his. He says he doesn't leave his car very clean. This intro might seem like um, I'm shitting on the males of the world, but guess what? Us women, we've taken enough shit over the years. If we can spend a few minutes talking about how they are not as organized and perhaps as cleanly as we like them to be, I would say that's a pretty typical conversation, and it's one that can be had in this safe space right here. I think I have a nice show for you today. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling well-rested. And more than anything, I'm just impressed to be putting out an evening recording. I don't even think you guys care what time of day I record. It's really just about what fits better with me when I have the energy. And it always feels good to have a little sip of something going into the podcast, night, day, morning, what have you, which is going to bring me to my first subject of the day. We have officially begun the first sip club here at the Botanista and the Botanista podcast. Kind of started with the inspiration between the Always Sipping Millers, right? Recording this show solo where I don't have a water break. I don't have someone else's conversation to, you know, kind of take five on my own. Five seconds, not five minutes. So I have to do it all right in front of you, live in a well. And 
we started talking about the sipping because we're sipping Miller's, then I'll record in the morning, we're sipping water, we're sipping Essentia, and of course, we're sipping coffee in the morning. I just told Snoop Dogg in an exclusive video that the first thing I think about in the morning is coffee. Yeah, I'm sorry, Miller Lite. I, I do think about you in the morning sometimes, yes, especially if I drink too much of you the night before. But really, what gets me out of bed in the morning is the thought of making a fresh pot of coffee. And I think that's something that everybody in our audience, in our kind of age group here, whatever you want to call it, even in the capital region, we can all relate. I have a lot of mom followers that are up early in the morning with young kids, I know a lot of those crazy psychos out there that go to the gym at 5 a.m. And I know people like me who are maybe just, you know, working off whatever you did the night before, getting up, chasing Friday. So we introduced the First Sip Club, where I want to see you sipping your coffee, whether your dog's in the background, whether you're on the go, whether you've been up all night with your young children. The first sip of the day is what gets you going and gets you excited it's kind of my motivation, right? I think it's a nice motivational piece. Gets you putting out some content early. I'll be able to share it. I'll be able to repost it. And I genuinely want to know how do you start your day. I've said in the past, I am very much a wake up, reset, start the day as good as you can and kind of move on type of person. And you best believe that starts with a cup of coffee. This morning, my coffee at Stewart's was paid for by a nice man in front of me. I let him cut the line. He said, do you only have the coffee? I said, of course. And that free air I got, buddy. Woo woo. Free air at Stewart's. Capable woman that can fill up air in her tires. What a winning combo on a Monday. I really got after it. And post-metabolic workout. But I love a little pay-it-forward situation at Stewart's. You guys can pay it forward to me by sending me your first sip of the day. I like checking out your mugs. What kind of coffee mugs are you working with? What are you drinking? And then eventually, of course, we'll be sipping wine together. We'll be sipping Miller together. And if you don't drink coffee, tea, caffeine, alcohol, it's always fine to drink water. I don't know how you girls do it. I don't know how you guys do it. But more power to you. A sip is a sip. Hydration is key, just like germs build character. We've covered a lot of these topics before. However, leading up to the introduction of the first sip club, We've had a few classic debates on Two Buttons Deep or Buttonista. The first one that was coffee-related started with Stewart's Shops having the flat lid, which is where your mouth actually touches, you know, the rim of the glass or the mug or whatever you want to call it, paper cup, and you just simply fold it over and it's all flat, as the name would say. Or there's the raised lid that has a little lip on it. There's no cover covering where your mouth is going to go, but it's raised above, and I put out a simple poll a few months ago. What do you prefer, the raised lid or the flat lid? I do believe that I knew going into it I was on the wrong side of history with this one. I am team flat lid. Again, with the Miller Lite nostalgia, with the early Dunkin' Donuts days nostalgia, I just always remember a flat lid. Like, I just feel comfortable drinking a flat lid. My mom always had a flat lid, and uh, I, I'm on that team. I'm going to ride for it. Many people continue to defend the raised lid. It spills less. Some people like to put a straw in their coffee, like a little stir stick, so they whiten their teeth. My TMJ doctor, who I also referenced recently, he said my teeth are pristine. And I drink my coffee the normal way. 
but with a flat lid. So maybe it's the flat lid that keeps my teeth pristine. Who knows? So we settled that debate a few months ago. And I understand raised is probably more popular for reasons I cannot even think of at this moment. The next debate, though, is one that I will defend until the day my body fills up with too much coffee. If you take creamer, almond milk, soy milk, oat milk, mom's milk, breast milk, whatever you take in your coffee, I could care less what it is, where what the contents are, where it comes from. I need you to know that the cream, creamer, milk, etc., goes in first. Why? Why does it go in first? Let me explain. A, I meant to do some research on this before I started the show, but I swear to God, there's some scientific study about this. I remember watching it in college or doing it. I think they did it with tea, like an English tea, because some people put the milk in before the tea, some people put it in after, or it was on Mythbusters. Now, anything scientific in my entire life has been handled on Mythbusters. Can you talk on a cell phone while you pump gas? Where does the cream go in the coffee? Um, If you have a tissue box in the back of your car and you hit your brakes, will the tissue box kill you if it hits you in the head? Mythbusters taught me everything I need to know, and that's probably why I got a very low score on my ACT and SATs. But look at me. I'm still successful. I can still button my buttons on a denim jumpsuit just fine. So I think this has been decided already scientifically, but I didn't get the chance to confirm it. So I'm going to use my own scientific brain and tell you why the cream first theory is the way to go. A, if you take cream or milk in your coffee, you know how much. We've all seen the meme with 27 different shades of black to brown to white of what number are, are you coffee-wise? What, what color is your coffee, okay? To achieve said desired color of coffee, you should know how much cream or milk you're putting in it. If the cup is empty, it's very easy to measure. It's like that epiphany moment where you realize solo cups have different markings, different rings on it, based on whether you're pouring a shot, a glass of wine, or a beer. If I'm measuring my cream into my signature mug at home or my Stewart's Cups coffee, I know just about the line that it should be at to make sure that I have a proper pour to achieve the desired color of my coffee. That's scientific explanation one. Scientific explanation two is I like things piping hot. Another thing I discussed with Snoop Dogg this week, if you didn't check out my interview with Snoop Dogg, the bobblehead, check it out. He asked me if I like hot or cold. Always hot. Hot weather, hot coffee, hot cross buns. I don't know. Everything hot. If I get hot sauce, I love hot sauce. I am team hot till I die. I think if the colder item goes in towards the bottom of the mug, You're getting more hot coffee in it, and it's already mixing it up. It's like not oil and vinegar, but that's the only like cliche like thing I can think of. It just it just has to go in first. I mean, you're sold, right? You're you totally agree. You've switched sides. You've always agreed with me. Okay, perfect. I'm so happy to hear that I'm followed by a bunch of like-minded, structurally sound, scientifically backed individuals such as yourselves. I think when you put the cream on top, and I can attest to this when you've gotten like hotel coffee or like hockey game, like hockey rink, like that kind of coffee. I don't know, like coffee, like 
where they don't really make coffee type of thing. I feel like they either don't leave room for cream, so you have to put it in on top, or if you ask after the fact, maybe they'll put it in on top. I just think if you put the cream in on top, it makes it colder and it makes it less enjoyable because you're drinking from the top and that's what you're tasting first. That's the the aura that you're getting first is this cold mixed with hot aura versus like something that's very well mixed towards the bottom. It's going to be cold at the bottom when you get there anyway. Those are really the only two reasons I can think of other than you don't want to overfill it. So, okay, maybe bonus reason three is you don't want to overfill the coffee at the end there, and then that definitely leads to spillage regardless of whether your team flat or raised lid. Without a doubt, I am a genius. Uh, If you could go fill out your applications to submit the Botanista for the Nobel Peace Prize, please go to nobelpeaceprize.gov slash Taylor is super smart, team flat lid, team cream first. I really appreciate that. This is definitely a two-part thing, though, because I understand truly this isn't science this is a preference i'm not knocking anybody for how you curate and craft your perfect sip but i am opening this up to debate i would like to hear the reason why i would like to go to court i would like to put this in front of a jury specifically judge judy judy you're my idol i love that you work 40 days a year and make 52 million dollars and you're almost 100 years old and you're so ballsy and i've always wanted to be you Judy, if you're listening, if you have any pull, let's settle this in the court of law. Judge Judy, bring out the dancing lobsters. Oh my God, what a great Halloween costume idea, by the way. I would love to be the dancing lobsters, but don't worry. I have something better up my sleeve. So I just wanted to formally introduce the first sip club to everybody that listens, everybody that follows along with the Buttonista. Great way to engage, have some fun in the morning, make the most of the week. And if you are team coffee first, cream or milk later, I need to hear from you. I need to figure out where we lay. What does the poll shake out to? I think I actually did a poll, but I had no service this past weekend, which leads me to the next topic. Airstream dreams at June Farms. This little segment is brought to you by Times Union Hudson Valley. I have been preaching staycations for the past three or four years Ever since I started visiting the Inn at Five Points, RIP, parentheses, RIP, IP, rest in peace, in peace, in Saratoga Springs. I started going there to literally just take a load off, be able to enjoy downtown Saratoga without the stress of Ubers and Lyfts home, being able to enjoy more walkability while I was downtown, aka get to wear a little higher pair of heels, a little less uh, comfortable of an outfit because my commute downtown to the bars was a little bit shorter because I could stay there. And I couldn't believe when I did my first staycation here in the Capital Region how relaxing it could really be to not have to travel that far but just mentally put yourself in a different place and physically, obviously, but embrace what a staycation had to offer Just kind of lay low, appreciate some of the great things that are right in our backyards, which is cheesy but true. And I had the opportunity to do so this past weekend at June Farms. And this came up really quick for me. I saw that the Airstream property was available. So for those of you who don't know, who haven't been to June Farms or aren't familiar, June Farms is located in Sand Lake, which is actually just like 12 minutes outside of Albany 
only like five minutes outside of like North Greenbush slash East Greenbush area. And it was created by Matt Baumgartner, who a lot of people know from the original Bombers, the Beer Gardens, now the actual Beer, B-E-R Garden in Troy. And he is a vision. I don't want to talk about him too much because I think he would be embarrassed and he's more of an introvert. He doesn't like all this attention. But his creation, his vision with June Farms is an incredible getaway, whether you go for an hour or a whole weekend in Sand Lake that mixes like this high-end, rustic, contemporary design with farm animals, fresh air, flowers. I mean, just everything about the property is meticulous. It's 120 acres. Um, you drive right up to the property. You're greeted by horses and highland cows and pigs and horses and chickens and I said horses already and I meant to say ducks or something else there's an abundance of wildlife that is you know actually present uh within the grounds but you're also going to run into I mean during the weekend I saw deer snake toads squirrels so I had a whole bonus run of animals just from being there for 48 hours but I wanted to to warn everybody to give a heads up that I was going to be there, but it came together really fast. And as soon as I got there to the Airstream, which is one of the properties they rent out on Airbnb, I realized I would have no reception, no Wi-Fi all weekend. I heard they're working on the Wi-Fi, but truly, I hope they don't install it. I hope it doesn't work if you were to visit because part of the staycation mentality and vibe is to check out and to not worry about what's going on on your phone. Um, I did have iMessage, so like God forbid there was an emergency or actually God forbid you're like half a mile away from the farm where they do have service, but hold on, I need to take a sip. Jack said the Miller Lite sip. Oh wait, no, he actually said the water sip was worse than the previous beer sips that I've took on my new microphone and my new setup. So apologies and you're welcome to a few of you out there in advance. So anyway... So in March of 2020, I visited June Farms uh, right before COVID really took off to do one of the farm walks that they were doing where they would just invite you to come walk the property. Um, very family friendly, dog friendly, check out the animals. They have a little pony barn where you can get some little goodies and go on with your day and just enjoy the scenery. And I was able to view back then, excuse me, the Airbnb um, which is an Airstream, a converted Airstream. So a few people in the area have converted Airstreams. Um, Nina was the first one um, with Rosendale Photo Co. I thought that was very cool. I have a friend from high school that's restoring one for her own use with her now husband. Um, so Airstreams are like a very trendy, cool retro. Again, I love retro. Um, and it's right in the middle of the woods. It has a hot tub. I mean, it's simply stunning. I'll post a picture of it. Um, you'll have seen a picture of it by the time this podcast comes out, recapping a little bit more of my experience. But um, a few takeaways, I guess I just want to say, A, June Farms is incredible. So there's so many different ways to experience it. Obviously, not everybody is, you know, available for a staycation. I understand that, you know, whether you do have kids or you don't have the money or you're using, you know, your disposable income to do bigger vacations to get out of town, you know, really, I understand that. Um, so if you can't, you can visit June Farms for the day. You can do one of these farm walks. You can host an event there. They do 
weddings, celebration of lives. The bars open when they don't have events. You can just go and enjoy a night there. And they have a really robust events calendar where you can take your dogs. You can do different sorts of, you know, little pop-up events like flower workshops. I feel like they've done it all over there. So first things first, if you're not on team staycation, please research June Farms and find a way that fits your lifestyle and your schedule where you can go there. I promise you will be absolutely blown away. Second, on the front of this staycation, to literally be able to go, I mean, from Saratoga, it's 50 minutes, but from Clifton Park, 30 minutes, to go somewhere so close, to be able to enjoy a totally different part of upstate New York and even, like, you know, zoomed in the capital region in the way that I just did, being able to you know, just drive up through the foliage, through to this farm, private parking spot, walk into this Airstream that's perfectly lit with string lights, a hot tub ready, a beautiful outdoor deck with a fire pit, and the Airstream inside, which is just the most comfortable king bed, a cute little kitchen, a faux concrete, all-inclusive like shower, toilet area, I was blown away. It's magazine quality. Everything about June Farms is. But to be able to go so close, even if you are like, you know, spending some, you know, a little bit of money to do it, you're not having the stress of traveling so far. You're accessible if you're like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't go on a vacation because I take care of my mom or I take care of whoever. And, you know, I can't be that far. It would stress me out. Um, I think like married couples, I feel like I got it, kind of got that concept from them of like just doing you know, a quick night away in Lake George or wherever. Um, But I'm a huge proponent of exploring somewhere new like Sand Lake or exploring places really familiar like Saratoga. So I was familiar with June Farms, but to get it from this experience where, I mean, it was simple. Life was so simple for one weekend, just hot tubbing, sweatpants, no makeup, farm. I learned how to drive a golf cart for the first time. I just took deep deep breaths of fresh air. It was a really refreshing experience. And the part that was really, really special to me, um, besides just exploring the property further and being able to get away, I mean, trust me, I didn't need a getaway. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm dying. I mean, I did say last week that I wanted a honeymoon after the two weddings I went to. So I guess I kind of got my honeymoon. Maybe I was planting the seed there, but I didn't need to get away. But you never, like you do need to, but you don't realize when you're just caught up in your daily life and you're so busy, what it means to get out and experience nature, which I have done a few times lately, some for videos, some for pleasure. But to me, there's no feeling like just literally that inhale, exhale of fresh air, really taking in just how beautiful life is, how lucky we all are. I felt incredibly privileged to be there, incredibly relaxed. They even had a six pack of Miller Lite in the fridge when I got there. I mean, the touches are phenomenal. And if you get to talk to Matt, At any point while you're there, you know, he's super friendly. He takes people around on his own. And it's just great to hear more about his story and how he did it um, and have that time with him, too, because it's such a phenomenal place that you want to know answers to all of your questions on the spot. You want to figure out how it got put together. But the most special part for me was that because it was a last minute trip, I had to split my two nights between my boyfriend and my mom. Uh, My boyfriend was only available for the first night and I kind of told him that I had a surprise at the end of the week, but I didn't know what it was. Well, I didn't tell him what it was. I knew what it was. And of course, with him having, you know, a 14 year old and baseball games and schedules, I was like, oh, I pray it works out. Um, But, you know, I totally understand if, you know, there's a night where 
usually we would both be home with Carter, but maybe we can't, you know, maybe we have to split up or whatever. So that is exactly what ended up happening. And speaking of not knowing about June Farms or not knowing what the experience was like, I mean, it's definitely glamping. Don't get me wrong. You have electricity. You have a running water shower. Some of the facilities, some of the other Airbnbs don't. But the Airstream that I stayed in did. It was very cozy, very aesthetically, obviously gorgeous accommodations. So I pitched it to my mom, to the senior botanista, who has never been there before. And I just gave her a little bit of a heads up. Hey, I think... My boyfriend is going to only be able to do one night, so why don't you plan on meeting me at the farm on Saturday, and we'll have a little girls' night in the wilderness. She seemed enthusiastic. However, my mom is a weather girl. She is always concerned about the weather. It's part of her job at the airlines, the forecasting, the notifications, the alerts, the texts. She is like a human walking weather channel at all hours of the day and night, so I called her and I said, hey, can't wait for you to come. Oh, I'm not prepared for this. She said, we are getting extreme weather, severe winds, thunderstorms, rain, hail. I mean, she basically told me that the 518 was going to turn into a, a major rainforest, like the world apocalyptic shit she was telling me about. And I was like, okay, deep breath. Um, A, you're coming because I'm not spending the night in the woods alone even though it would be relaxing and I had prepared a face mask to do for myself and even bought a book. I said, mom, you're going to love it and it's going to be fine. We're 10 minutes away from restaurants, from civilization. If we need to buy some time, if it's raining that bad, but I went camping as a family growing up. We enjoyed outdoor experiences. My mom loves to garden. We'd love to be outside. Of course, the cheesy drinking on patios type of being outside, but this provided a drinking on patio experience with a hot tub so she sucked it up she came and I was able to enjoy the second night of my staycation with the senior botanista and it filled my heart one of those phrases I hate to say oh my heart is so full my heart is so happy having like the best night ever with my boyfriend just our normal type of fun what we do you know making mixed drinks, sushi takeout, trying to stream the Red Sox game because that was my other concern was that I knew we weren't going to have service and I knew after realizing I was going to surprise my boyfriend that he wouldn't be able to watch the game. He's not that crazy. I mean, he's a huge fan, but um, he was okay and we found a way to kind of get bits and pieces of the game. So we had a blast Friday night. He was familiar with the farm. He's heard me talk about it before. So we had our beautiful you know, less than 24 hours together, but then to swap him for my mom, and we're a package deal. We are a trio. He knows that. She knows that. The three of us spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time together from living with her when we were in the process of buying the house and kicked out of our other one last winter to just, you know, my mom being my only family in the area, his really only family in the area besides Carter and, you know, his family, Um, but his actual family is from out of state. So we always spend a lot of time together. The swap wasn't, you know, unusual or weird. But watching my mom uh, kind of dive into this experience and try something totally new and different. Obviously, our generation is very into these like Instagram worthy opportunities, the influencing, the, you know, finding out about a cool place and, you know, setting a, you know, a time and a date to go there and visit it. I really don't think my mom had any idea what she was getting into 
We had a fire. We hot tub. We hopped over to Averill Park to go to the Town Tavern, which is a local bar. We were both soaking wet in our sweatpants. I mean, she literally had makeup running down her eyes, whether it was from laughing or tending to the fire and the pouring rain. And just as we get in the car, maybe one button deep, forgive me. She goes, well, nobody knows us there, right? It's no big deal. We'll just go to this town tavern wherever you want to go. Of course, immediately the person sitting next to us recognizes two buttons deep. My mom's trying to take a picture. I mean, we had some white Russians and some dessert. So we had a lovely time at the town tavern doing my routine, divey, safe space of a out-to-dinner spot. We go back, hop in the hot tub, and be able to take her the next day to the farm to see all the animals, talk to Matt. I mean, she's got her camera out. She's taking pictures. She's doing a little dance party in the Airstream with the Bose speaker that I brought. And my mom and I have had so many incredible travel experiences together near and far now. So whether it's, you know, day trips out to the Brookshires where she grew up after she came over from England or, you know, the trips that we've been fortunate enough to take to Brazil and Croatia through her job with the airlines. Every time I come out of like a really wholesome weekend, spending time with my family and the people closest to me, I just couldn't be more grateful for these experiences because the truth is you forget a lot of the more mundane memories in life. You know, what happens day to day, what you eat for dinner, you know, where you went on a standard weekend. But to be able to have such a standout time at such a beautiful, unique location as June Farms and be able to experience it both with my boyfriend and my mom, like my two ride or die favorite people on the planet was so special and especially to introduce my mom to something that she probably wouldn't have otherwise seen um it was hard enough for me as it is to you know convince her to go all the way out there not that she's not adventurous but she's got a routine she likes to know you know what she's up to oh my god my jaw why is tmj becoming a thing on this show i ate these huge ass apples today indian ladder farms first timer and i could feel my jaw like cracking and i was also clenching my jaws at the gym today which i've heard is a thing and wow, I can feel it. But, you know, it took some, it always takes some convincing for my mom to like even go out to dinner on a Tuesday, right? She just wants to cuddle up, have her sips from home and not have to get out. But every single time I take her somewhere, whether it's Parecas in Schenectady or all the way out to West Sand Lake, she's always so thankful that she had that experience and I was just so happy to be able to share it with her. So June Farms is an absolute dream. I'll be posting more pictures throughout the week because I really want to milk this opportunity. Got some great content and uh, it really deserves to be seen and appreciated. Not all in one photo dump, as you guys like to call it. Can we stop that, by the way? I really appreciate recap, weekend recap. I think that's nice. Photo dump. Don't say the word dump if you don't have to. Like dump is gross. Speaking of words that are made up before I get into my next topic, even though I'm ruining the segue just by doing this, I heard the term blarf today for the first time ever from a colleague, shout out to Katie at Two Buttons Deep. We were looking for a blindfold for this taste testing video where I injured my jaw. Can I file workers comp? No, I don't even have health insurance. Okay, time out on that. We were looking for a blindfold to do a blind taste test of some of New York State's most popular apple varieties. And we found a belt from one of my jean jackets that I left in Jack's car to use. It was perfect. But Katie so kindly offered 
a blarf as another one if we needed to all be blindfolded at once, which we didn't. That's much safer. She said a blarf. And Jack, of course, you know, doesn't even know what a romper is. So he said, what? And she said, you know, a blanket scarf. Whoa, 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 whoa. Call 911. Call the fashion police. Call Merriam-Webster's Dictionary right now. File a complaint. Ring the bell, the alarm, the hotline, whatever you have to do. Do not let Blarf become a thing. Katie was innocent. She said, I'm not trying to make Blarf a thing. I thought it was already a thing. Blarf, as an abbreviation for blanket scarf, is offensive. That is a word I do not want to say. There's some words in my life that I will never say. I don't say the C word, not because I'm offended by it. I just don't like the way it rolls off the tongue. Certain last names, varieties of fruits and vegetables, it just doesn't sound right to me. I'm just not going to go there. I'm not going to say it. I just, there's just some words that I'm like, no, I'll throw up if it comes out of my mouth. Blarf is one of them. Listen, we all have blanket scarves out there. We are all about to get into sweater weather is better weather than any weather there is. Vest weather is the best weather, but it's not here yet. I think it was here today. It was 52 degrees. I think we're here for the blanket scarf weather, the layering, the babushka, whatever you're going to do with your blanket scarf, just don't call it a blarf. Aside. I really ruined the segue because I had such a wonderful bridge from spending the weekend at June Farms with my mom to the reason why I started crying at the nail salon today. Now, it wasn't a single tear. I was hoping it was just one single tear that would come out of my eyes. But no, it was a solid 15 minutes of tears, all because I painted my nails red and I saw an old lady and I changed the shape from a coffin shape to an almond round shape. Thank God, Hello Nails in Saratoga has a mask policy right now because I thought, well, maybe not thank God because it didn't end up helping me. As soon as I started to feel these tears coming, I was like, well, at least I have a mask on so nobody will notice. Let me rewind for a second. Nails have been a recurring theme on this podcast. Obviously, we've talked about nail trends. I've talked about when my ANC breaks. And I've even talked about my grandmother, my nanny on this podcast, who has been gone since I was a junior in high school. But she was the original buttonista. She obviously is where the senior buttonista came from. I came from them. I have, you know, luckily a little over a decade of memories shopping with them, whether I was sitting in, you know, strollers or shopping carts or holding their hands throughout the mall. I was born into a family of fashionistas. And the one thing my grandmother, oh, well, that's not true. The one thing my nanny always did was everything. She bought multiple pairs of shoes, dress shirts, dresses, anything she loved. She bought it in multiple colors just so she had them because she loved it. She also always had her hair done. She was so freaking cute. And she always, always, always had her nails done. So when I've talked about getting my nails done before, I've mentioned that I don't usually enjoy it. I'm very antsy. I like when there's a little HGTV in front of me. Otherwise, I'm watching their every move. I know all the steps. And I just can't wait for those things to dry and me to wash my hands and get the hell out of there. And the other thing that I've mentioned before um, when I get my nails done 
is that my grandmother always used to do it. So if I ever regret, you know, spending a little bit more money than I should, taking a little bit more extra time to get my nails done, I always think it's something that connects me back to her and is something that, you know, she would be proud of or at least endorse, right? She would totally endorse me getting my nails done every three weeks or whenever they break. And it's not uncommon that when I'm at the nail salon, I see somebody, an older woman, who reminds me of my nanny. Whether they look alike or I just see them in the routine. I don't want to cry. Oh, God, we've done enough crying. We cried once on this show in like 57 weeks. That's enough. Um, it, you know, whether they look like her, they act like her, or I just see someone older by themselves that makes me think of her getting her nails done. So, of course, that's what happened today. After, though... After, for some reason, today I was drawn to get the color red. Now, my mom, the senior botanista, is team neutral. She really doesn't like pops of color very often, like at all. A little bit in her interior design, a little bit in her winter sweater collection. But when it comes to nails, she always used to be like, "Ah, why would you get that? She really likes the beach babe, the Cala, the 82, the 90, whatever. I know the nail colors, by the way. So if you need good neutral nail colors, let me know. And I usually have committed the numbers of them to memory. But for some reason today, I wanted red. So out of character. My mom would not approve. She would make some comment, you know, why are you going to get those? You're going to notice when they grow out. Something like that, right? Um, I did, I will say Alex at Alexandria's and Danielle at Alexandria's both had red nails recently. So I was predisposed, pre-inspired. But I wanted to find red nails today. And I found my red nail color. I sat down with my mask on. Thank God-ish. And I also, for some reason, said, can you change the shape from this coffin shape that I usually do, which is kind of like an inverted, like skinny square rectangle, to uh, more of like a round oval shape is something different. And there was some trigger between me seeing this older woman next to me with her little earrings on, her cute little sweater. I was just watching her. She was so enjoying her manicure. The woman was massaging her hands and she was just really like happy to be there. And then me looking down and thinking, oh my God, these are my nanny's nails. She loved red. She always did bright colors. I swear to God, they're, my nails are just about the same length that hers used to be. And her shape was that almond round you know, very feminine shape. And for some reason, I just started to cry. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, it just was this overwhelming sense of like, I don't know, I guess like grief and just thinking like, it's been so long since she's been gone. And like, how many times have I gotten my nails done? You know, and thought of her every single time. And then like, looking at the lady next to me, I'm like, How many times would me and my nanny have been able to get our nails done together all these years? And like how much more enjoyable would it be? Because when I was a kid, I would always ask her if I touched her on the phone. She lived in Massachusetts. Oh, what color are your nails? Or when I was with her, I would always like pour over her nails and look at them and hold her hand. And it was just so crazy. So of course, I'm like literally start to cry at the nail salon. And I'm like, fuck it. And whoa, whoa, whoa. And I usually go to Natural Nail in Clifton Park where they play. It's the most overwhelming like sensory overload of a place you can imagine, which probably leads to like the anxiety of wanting to get out of the chair. They always play like some sort of 
like a kids bop version of like regular hits. So it's like dubbed over like covers of popular songs with HGTV on in the background. So you have HGTV on full volume subtitles. You have, you know, Justin Bieber remix, kids bop something, the phone ringing, the chit chatting. Every time you go to the nail salon, the door opens and every single person looks to the right. Like who is coming in here right now? I don't know what they think is going to happen, but you're always very like attentive to the front door to nail salon. It's so bizarre. And then you just go back to your normal thing and pretend that you weren't staring at somebody and looking them up and down. So I'm used to like a big kind of mix of like pop culture sounds and hits from when I'm in the nail salon. Hello Nails, of course, catches me in an emotional moment when I, you know, kind of turn my ear up to the sound system. They're playing like funeral parlor music. I mean, they're playing some instrumental piano, something that just is going to take my tears over the top, flow them out of my eyes and into my mask. So I'm like, okay, Taylor, pull it together. It's really nice that you're remembering your nanny and you have her nails and you're doing this for her, thinking of her. Like we definitely were connecting today for whatever reason. I think partly to my initial segue is that I was so thankful and overjoyed and just filled with like love after spending the weekend with my mom in such a special place that it probably made me think of her so then pair that with the funeral music the lady next to me the color the whole thing I start crying and I'm like all right no big deal one single tear out of my right eye fine then the sniffles start it's been a while since I bought my nasal spray nasal spray is really freaking expensive by the way so I have that excuse lined up, but I'm like, she'll never notice. She's like, you know, so, you know, dialed in on my nails right now. I'm not making any noises crying. Just a light sniffle. Finally, it's way more than one tear. I wear both eyes. We're flowing. We're not sobbing. We're not, we're weeping. I'm weeping, okay? I was weeping at the nail salon. That's what I was doing. And I'm like, just don't notice. Like, don't notice me. Don't look at me. I'm trying to like make sure trying to like make a double chin like to pull up my mask more over my nose because I can't risk my nails and then she says you okay and I said yeah I just have allergies what a lie oh my god I'm such a liar yeah mm -hmm. I'm just having an allergy attack while I'm fully protected from the elements with this mask no big deal oh and I have my hat on by the way so really she can only see my eyes so I'm like fuck I'm like, how obvious am I making it that I'm crying and having this moment right now? And you know when you're trying to get yourself to stop crying, like it makes you cry a little bit more. The songs keep getting sadder. The nails keep getting rounder. And I'm just like beside myself. But I'm not, again, I'm quietly, quietly. So finally she says, Oh my God. Hello? Train of thought? Is that you? It's me, Taylor. I'm so sorry. That unexpected commercial break was brought to you by absolutely no one. It was brought to you by my phone unexpectedly slash quite expectedly dying at the 47 minute mark of the Buttonista podcast. Talk about losing steam, wiping the tears away. What was the moral of that story? Why was I crying at the nail salon thinking about my grandmother? Well, As I said, it was a gentle reminder of how lucky and thankful I am to make all of these amazing memories with my own mom and how 
many of you probably know this much more than me because I haven't luckily experienced a tremendous amount of loss in my life just yet. I've definitely experienced loss, but it is crazy how grief and emotion and all of these things can just hit you sometimes and there's nothing that you can do and you definitely shouldn't hide it right of all the things you can do or should do or want to do I had to just sit there and swallow my tears uh, basically ruin my mask wet my I wet my mask I was so sad I wet my mask no I don't know what I wanted to say there but um, I just had to let that moment pass me by And just think about it. And every time I look down at my nails now and just think about how the nail salon is going to always be this sort of like emotional place for me. And you never know when it's going to hit you. Um, It was crazy today, especially because the, you know, the past few weeks, I feel like my recurring theme is just, you know, these kind of overarching life lessons, just trying to enjoy and take it all in. And June Farms really was that experience for me, just feeling this beauty and the, the breaths of fresh air and the nature and the people I love being so close to me. Um, it was amazing. And it was crazy that it all kind of came to a came to a hand today. It came to a hand on my nails. And then to end the day on my way home, as I was coming here to record this podcast, I saw a rainbow in the sky. And I've seen some butterflies lately. I guess I've seen some signs. I don't know how much I believe in all of that crazy stuff. But there was no rain, but there was a rainbow. So... I just know that the rest of this week or the rest of the three weeks I'll have these red nails. I'll be thinking of my nanny and trips to the nail salon that we never got to take together. So um, I feel like sharing something like that is something that some of you might experience on a daily basis, depending on, you know, who you've lost or what you're going through. I'm just I'm not taking any day for granted ever. I'm having as much fun as I can. I'm enjoying just everything. I'm just trying to enjoy everything. Not to say I don't have a bad day or you can't get me down or I obviously don't shed a tear here and there because I do, but um, I feel good about that. I feel very like at peace with that direction that things are going and I know I've been saying it a lot, but um, that was my other big story of the day. We are over 50 minutes here at this podcast, but there were five random things, girls, that I wanted to say that I just wanted to get off my chest put into the airwaves and the atmosphere here. My phone's still only at 22%. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Whoever, wherever, whatever you are. You're obviously a girl because girls are cooler, but whatever. Thank the Lord for the fast iPhone chargers. I was able to get from 0 to 22% quick enough to finish this show before my Miller Lite really starts to hit me. So five random things I need to say that make no sense. They do not deserve their own segments at all. But there are things that I want you to know that, again, if you resonate with, you know where to find me in the DMs. Number one, taking me 28.1 years to remember this or to say this out loud, poached eggs are the best eggs you can have. Two and a half minutes to make. You feel like a top chef. They're phenomenal. Poached eggs are the way to go if you haven't had one. Have a poached egg for the Buttonista this week. Number two. Don't shake a stick at Ocean State Job Lot. I said this way back in the beginning when I started the Buttonista. Ocean State Job Lot is a hidden gem for sales shoppers, deal seekers, discount buyers. You can find high-end brands, the most random shit. You can fill your cart and have a grand old time at Ocean State Job Lot. This is not an ad. 
This is just a PSA for anybody that's interested in digging deep and finding things that you would never expect, whether it's a life lesson or a pair of New Balance socks, whatever it is, don't shake a stick at Ocean State. Just go there, try it out, see what you can find. Dove soap, cleaning supplies, Clorox, all that shit you spend all kinds of money on at Target, Walmart, big box stores. I do too, but when I go to Ocean State and I do my like every three-month haul there, I get overwhelmed with joy and excitement for what I'm about to find. I was so overjoyed during my last Ocean State job lot trip that I actually stole somebody's cart and started walking down the aisle with somebody else's cart. I was in my own little world. Listen, I had a bum cart, okay? Ocean State, not the classiest joint in the world, right? It's for utility. It's for purpose. It's for surprises. And I was not surprised, however, to find that the three carts I test drove, like your old dad at a Home Depot parking lot, that the carts were just not not performing properly. We had bum wheels. We had, you know, unsturdy uh, situations going on. And my my cart that I ended up with is not ideal. So when I would go down the aisle and start my journey to see what I could find at Ocean State, I was leaving my cart in the you know, the perpendicular aisles just at the top. I didn't have my purse in there or anything. Plus, I wasn't worried about that. And all of a sudden, I'm so in the zone. I'm in some aisle. I start pushing away. Boop, boop, boop. No service in there. I'm not even on my phone. No distracted driving over here. I know how to handle a bum cart. Sure, I thought. And then I realized this ride was pretty smooth. This was not the bum cart that I left on the perpendicular side of the aisle. And all of a sudden, from behind me, I hear, where's my cart? Where's my cart? And I look down and I see a couple pairs of cheater $2 eyeglasses. Your mom and dad go to Ocean State. That's where they get their cheater eyeglasses. And I go, oh my God. I said, I I don't even think I apologized actually. I said, I have your cart. And the guy was like, you have my cart? I said, yes, I do. Mine's over there. Yours is over there. And maybe I did apologize. I just said, I wasn't really paying attention. And he turned his grin into a little bit of a scolding face. And he said, oh, well, you need to pay more attention. So I do. And you need to pay more attention to the deals and the discounts you can find at Ocean State Job Lot. So that's just another PSA. That's number two on the list. Um, Number three on the list is that I checked in at Zara this week. Pops of color, we hinted at it. They are here for fall. 70s vibes, bright yellow, Kelly green, teal, purple. I saw a full range of colorways at Zara at Crossgates Mall. I was thrilled to see some really fun items. They have great quality sweaters there. So as you prepare for sweater weather, don't be afraid to pop in there. Fitting rooms are open. Try a couple things on. But a lot of the fall trends that our friends at Circle Shops locally and on, uh, you know, in Stuyvesant Plaza right down the road from Zara had predicted the faux leather, the fun pops of color, they are all coming true at Zara at Crossgates. I will show off some of the sweaters that I got to prepare for the fall over the next couple of weeks when they come into my rotation and I won't be afraid to tag them, tell you, and you won't be afraid to go check it out. Number four, um, I've been having a Remy Wolf weekend months long dance party. Another one. We've talked about her music on this show here and there. Maybe my funky beats escape you. Maybe all you think is that I'm a 
I'm a one record player of September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And while that may be true, fun fact about the Buttonista, I like, like my sweet spot of music is indie music. And it's always awkward when people say, like, what kind of music do you like? Or like, what's your favorite band or your favorite song? Because I feel like I never know how to answer that question because some of the bands and the artists I like are pretty obscure unless you're in that mix, you know? And Remy Wolf is so freaking cool. Her full album, Juno, just dropped. It is upbeat, it's dancey, it's funky. I've been having so much fun listening to her music. I'm so thrilled the full album is out. So if you want a little funky beats endorsed by the Buttonista, Remy Wolf, she's so cool. Her lyrics make absolutely no sense. She's like my dream SNL performer of the next like year if we could get her on I'm sure she'll do the late night rotation soon but if you ever want to talk music with me feel free it's just a little unique I would say um that would be number four number five is going to be um all right I'm gonna have to go with Kourtney Kardashian I think I'm happy for her are we happy for Kourtney Kourtney and Travis Barker got engaged the picture that they showed with like the red roses and them in the middle I saw it last night when I was like half asleep still relaxing from the staycation. I didn't even realize it was her. And then this morning, obviously, all the news comes out. Million dollar engagement ring. You go, girl. She's never been married before. So I think I'm happy for her. I like this blended family. I like, you know, their PDA, their affection, their aesthetic being just a total copycat of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, but whatever. Hopefully that part is just a phase. Hopefully they detach from the other couple Maybe in true Hollywood fashion, they wanted to jump the gun and get ahead of a Megan Fox um, or new engagement, I guess, because obviously she's been married and divorced before. But I don't see a lot of people on the internet hating it. I think people are for her. I did see someone say, um, did you check on Scott Disick? I don't think we need to check on Scott Disick. I think he's okay. He got three beautiful kids out of the deal. He's in the Kris Jenner web of fame, fortune, Good ideas and overpriced sweatshirts, which I love overpriced sweatshirts. So it might be time for me to get some of the Lord's merchandise and support him during this difficult time. So we'll end it on a little bit of pop culture. Random thoughts. Nobody, nobody, nobody asked me any of this. But I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad even though you didn't ask me, I didn't even ask you to be here, that we're here together, sipping, stirring, Chasing Friday. I will see you next Tuesday. And who knows? Maybe the Botanista podcast is going to pop up another another time of the week. Another day. Another moment soon. Stay tuned as always. Rate, review, subscribe. Like it. Share it. Tell your mom. Tell your Aunt Kathy. Send me your address. Let me send you a sticker. And show me your first sip club on the holy day. Thank God it is Tuesday. I will see you next week, my girls. Thank you. Thanks for crying with me also. That was cute, huh?